Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins, he pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance in his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 34, page 380. I will always give thanks unto the Lord. His praise shall ever be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O oh, praise the Lord with me, and let us magnify his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me. Yea, he delivered me out of all my fear. They had an eye unto him, and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. Lo, the poor crieth, and the Lord heareth him. Yea, and saveth him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord tarrieth round about them that fear him, and delivereth them. O oh, taste and see how gracious the Lord is. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. O oh, fear the Lord, ye that are his saints, for they that fear him lack nothing. <clears throat> the lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they who seek the Lord shall want no manner of thing that is good. Come, ye children, and hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that lusteth to live, and would fain see good days? Keep thy tongue from evil, and thy lips that they speak no guile. Eschew evil and do good, seek peace and ensue it. 
The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. The countenance of the Lord is against them that do evil, to root out the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth them, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a contrite heart, and will save such as be of an humble spirit. Great are the troubles of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of all. He keepeth all his bones, so that not one of them is broken. But misfortune shall slay the ungodly, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord delivereth the souls of his servants, and all they that put their trust in him shall not be destitute. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, the world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eighth verse of the 65th chapter of the book of Isaiah. As the new wine is found in the cluster, and one says, Do not destroy it, for a blessing is in it, so will I do for my servants' sake, that I may not destroy them all. I will bring forth descendants from Jacob, and from Judah an heir of my mountains. My elect shall inherit it, and my servants shall dwell there. Sharon shall be a fold of flocks, and the valley of Achor a place for herds to lie down, for my people who have sought me. But you are those who forsake the Lord, who forget my holy mountain, who prepare a table for Gad, and who furnish a drink offering for Menai, Therefore I will number you for the sword, and you shall all bow down to the slaughter. Because when I called, you did not answer. When I spoke, you did not hear, but did evil before my eyes, and chose that in which I do not delight. Therefore thus says the Lord God, Behold, my servants shall eat, but you shall be hungry. Behold, my servants shall drink, but you shall be thirsty. Behold, my servants shall rejoice, but you shall be ashamed. Behold, my servants shall sing for joy of heart, but you shall cry for sorrow of heart, and wail for grief of spirit. You shall leave your name as a curse to my chosen, for the Lord God will slay you, and call his servants by another name, so that he who blesses himself in the earth shall bless himself in the God of truth, and he who swears in the earth shall swear by the God of truth because the former troubles are forgotten, and because they are hidden from mine eyes. Here ended the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm, he hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
Here beginneth the fourteenth verse of the fourth chapter of the book of Hebrews. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. For every high priest taken from among men is appointed for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can have compassion on those who are ignorant and going astray, since he himself is also subject to weakness. Because of this, he is required as for the people so also for himself to offer sacrifices for sins. And no man takes this honor to himself, but he who is called by God, just as Aaron was. So also Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest, but it was he who said to him, You are my son, today I have, for, I have begotten you. As he also says in another place, You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications, with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death, and was heard because of his godly fear, though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him, called by God as high priest, according to the order of Melchizedek. of whom we may have much to say and hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of, of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Here ended the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people to be a light to light in the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. 
O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who hast given us thy only begotten Son to take our nature upon him, and as at this time to be born of a pure virgin, grant that we, being regenerate and made thy children by adoption and grace, may daily be renewed by thy Holy Spirit, through the same our Lord Jesus Christ, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the same Spirit ever, one God, world without end. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In our first lesson this evening from Isaiah, so here the, the Lord is speaking about the ultimate and final um, we could say division of people, those who will inherit the new Jerusalem, which this section of uh, Isaiah is pointing to, and those who will not. And we have seen in this section with the servant, the servant of Isaiah, that one of his main callings is to go out and to bring the nations or to bring the Gentiles into God's covenant, because Israel has not been faithful to her covenant. This comes right before our reading at the beginning of chapter 65. So the people of Israel are not fulfilling their religious duties. They're not sacrificing on the appropriate altars. They are uh, seeking after other gods, engaging in necromancy. They're eating forbidden foods, etc. Essentially, they're being openly defiant towards what it is that God has commanded them. So then our lesson begins in this context in verse 8 with this simile of good grapes being found in a bad cluster with the cry to not then destroy the whole because some of the parts are still good. So this is representative then of a cry not to destroy all of Israel because some of its parts are not good. So God says indeed that he will not destroy the whole, that is all of Israel, but a remnant of faithful Israelites will emerge that will be saved. So the division of people, so ultimately and shockingly for Israel, those who will be saved, those who will inherit the new Jerusalem, the, that division is not to be found in the divide between Jews and Gentiles, but rather that line is drawn between, as verse 10 and verse 11 say, those who have sought the Lord and those who have forsaken him. In the final analysis, that's how the division of who God's people and who are not God's people will be made. And then in our second lesson here in Hebrews chapter 4, so what we see the author of Hebrews doing, um, what he's done so far and he will continue to do so, 
He's making a series of comparisons to the ways then that God has revealed himself at sundry times and in diverse manners, um, to the ways then that God has finally spoken and revealed himself in his son. And he's making these series of comparisons so as to demonstrate the superiority to Christ as a means of God's revelation. So the way that God has revealed, re revealed himself to us in his son is far superior than the previous ways that God has revealed himself. So in this section here, beginning in chapter four, there's a series of comparisons that the author is making between the old covenantal priesthood and then the priesthood that Jesus himself exercises. And in our lesson, we see he stresses the appointment of Christ. That is, this is God's providential hand with his providential intentions. So the appointment of Christ as son and priest forever in the order of Melchizedek, which is representative then of an eternal priesthood as opposed to the Aaronic priests who came before. I think significantly too, um, Christ is described here and what makes him superior is he's described as a sympathetic high priest, meaning that through the incarnation, he has entered into the totality of our experience. There is no place now where God is not. And through the totality of, or by entering into the totality of our human experience and through sharing our nature, he has entered into complete and total solidarity with us but yet, even in the midst of the solidarity of experiencing and taking to himself our nature, he remained still without sin, which is unlike then the former priests that came before. And then as priest, Jesus has passed through the heavens. This is a reference here then to entering into the heavenly temple to make a once and for all, all sufficient sacrifice for sin. And because of this, the author stresses that what this does for us practically, because we know that Christ as our great high priest has entered into the heavenly places to make a sacrifice for sin, it enables us then to be able to approach God with confidence, which is really significant. Um, this whole idea that humanity can approach God with confidence was a new thought. But it's not arrogance. Um, we don't approach God arrogantly. It's not uh, presumptuously, but confidently. We see, and he speaks about this, that obedience is still required in the midst of our confidence, just as the Son himself was obedient to the Father in all things. So this is that balance that we must seek then in our relationship with God. Uh, we don't presume of his mercy, but we also then don't despair of his justice. And this is all made possible to us through the priesthood of Christ. We'll continue now with our intercession on page 590. Take a second, call to mind those you're praying for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, 
that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Happy 10th day of Christmas, everyone. Thank, Thank you. you, Father. Thank you, Father Kevin. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Have a meditation, everybody. Bye.